Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Walk and talk. Was that 13 or 23 yeah. minutes? It was about 53 minutes. <laughs> I think somebody got wound up a little bit in that walking talk, didn't they? You think so? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was more emotional than I thought it was going to be. Usually, like, you know, that's the, the thing that people like about it. It's, you know, it's a great win or a tough loss. And, you know, this one was... You know, not expected the way – I mean, obviously, guys, I use words like bloodbath for this one. I, I, I did not expect Arkansas's offense to struggle. So, now, the defense did better than I expected. I mean, anytime you, you hold somebody to, uh, to six points and hold them out of the end zone, I think that's above and beyond when you're talking about facing any FBS team mm -hmm. with all the things that can go wrong in college football. Wiped out a field goal opportunity on a, on a fourth down conversion that I – didn't agree with. I was glad to see Sam also didn't agree with himself in the post-game press conference on that one. Had that nice goal line stand at the end. Uh, it's hard to get too uh, disappointed in what the defense did, allowing just about, what, 200 yards of total offense. The offense, I would say, guys, the offensive line maybe didn't perform quite as badly as I had initially thought. I thought there was a lot of different problems. And I don't, guys, I didn't track the game. I just knew it was short. And I remember looking up at the first quarter being like, wow, first quarter's almost gone. Half's almost gone. Third quarter. What happened to the third quarter? You know, just thinking that over and over again. Sam said it lasted two hours and 45 minutes, which is dramatically short for a game. And when you combine, you know, the issues that they had popping up on offense, guys, they had like seven drives, really. I mean, like they had the end of the first half. You have an 18-second drive. They had nine drives total, okay? The end of the second, they had an 18-second drive. And then the last drive of the game was just kind of milking the clock and putting the game away, the final 6.05. Really, in between there, they have seven real drives. And, used to, I mean, we're used to seeing, like, you know, 13, 14 drives or so. So when you have mistakes, you know, then you're, you, know, you, you mess up. You, you, don't, you don't get a block here on this third down. There's six drives. You know, you have a drop pass on this third down five drives you know you keep paring it down with these mistakes that you have uh you know the running backs not hitting the hole i thought there was the prime example was uh in the second quarter where you had you had a bow limmer you know pull to the right well if, if i'm just breaking it down you had you know nathan backs uh, you know sealing the end uh, Patrick Kudis pulling around him, kicking out the nickel, and then Bo Limmer coming through and blowing the linebacker three yards off the line of scrimmage. But Rashad DeBenya doesn't trust it, that it's going to be there. It doesn't have the patience to, to wait for it and kicks it outside, and you end up having a two-yard loss when you should have had nothing but a, a seven-yard gain. Um, you know, another time in the game, you know, Jaden Wilson got knocked back into Andrew Armstrong on a jet sweep. Uh, on a play that should have had a nice game. You know, Wilson also had a drop pass. There was another one where it might have been a tough pass, but the, there's definitely one drop pass on a third down. And when you keep having issues like that popping up, then you're, you're going to get taken off the field on third down. And Kent State did a good job of keeping the ball away from Arkansas. Arkansas also ran the ball and had some long drives themselves and didn't have just a whole lot of explosive plays. 
So, you know, there were some reasons to be disappointed overall. I thought it was kind of a weird weekend for college sports. You know, you look at Missouri and, you know, they really struggled against Middle Tennessee State, a team that was just blown, you know, got their doors blown off by Alabama last weekend. Tennessee didn't do anything spectacular against Austin Peay. There's, you know, plenty of other examples uh, of teams that just kind of struggled in this week too against, you know, against, you know, either uh, an opponent that wasn't as tough as the week before or, you know, just playing another softer opponent in week two after, you know, all the emotion of opening weekend. So I think there were some disappointments with the offensive line. I think you're still trying some things out. There's some things that I would like to see Isaiah Satania get on the field more. He only had 11 offensive snaps. You know, you're kind of rotating things at a couple of offensive line spots. I think they, you know, Pippen kind of objected, I guess, a little bit to my question on that, but you don't see teams doing that where they're just like rotating offensive linemen in and out. But again, you know, I think they're trying to figure out what they have. And, you know, a point that I made is last year against Liberty, Arkansas lost that game 21 19, and two weeks later, they're up on Ole Miss 42 6. So you can make improvement week to week. I think they have to, they've got to get some things figured out on the offensive line. And, but also, you know, and I thought AJ hit the hole well. I just thought, uh, you know, maybe with DeBinion, a couple of times he's trying to, to hit a home run when he really just needs to hit the hole and then worry about getting four yards and, and try to hit a home run after that. Uh, this from our, <clears throat> pardon me, Southern Structural Solutions bus text line. Did you hear Coach Pittman get upset with Trey when he questioned him about the offensive line? <laughs> I don't know if he got upset with me, but he got a little ruffled. He got a little ruffled. He loved my question. Yeah, uh, yeah. He didn't love. He didn't love the question. But uh, you know, Pittman and I have a good working relationship. I mean, we're fine. <laughs> but uh, you know, I ask a lot of questions in press conferences, and I I try to ask questions. Not that I'm just like sitting there, you know, critiquing. I'm asking questions <laughs> because I feel like this is this is the questions the fans, you know, want answered. So uh, I'll continue to do that. <laughs> I love it. I was rolling as I was listening to it. Okay. Um, let's see what else in here. I've got a couple others that have just – well, let's, let's do this first. Let's talk with uh, Steve. Steve, good afternoon. you have a question or comment for Trey? Uh, yeah, Trey. Randy brought it up just a while ago. When is the offensive line going to be – start being physical because i mean that's all we've heard the last few weeks going leading into the season the offensive line is physical well mm-hmm. i haven't seen it this first two games and this concerns me knowing we got byu then lsu we've got the hardest part of our schedule coming up and if this problem is not fixed it's gonna be a long year mm-hmm. and that's all i got guys thank you yeah, i missed I missed the first part of what he said, but, uh, you know, I think the offensive line, guys, is, people haven't been saying, like, the offensive line's physical. It's like, well, we're going to see what they have with the offensive line. I mean, if he had said that about the defensive line, then I would have understood, you know, that if the defensive line struggled, then that would have been a real shocker. Um, but the offensive line has kind of been viewed as, you know, who's going to go where. They've had some injury issues here and there, different spots. You know, they've had some things pop up. I think – the biggest disappointment for me with the offensive line on Saturday wasn't so much that they weren't like, you know, if you watch some of the, the pin and pull stuff like that Sam Pittman was talking about, or, you know, when they're, uh, when they're running those kind of plays, trap type plays, 
they're getting on the blocks and the holes are there. You know, some of the inside zone stuff, I felt like they just weren't getting a lot of movement. And I think a lot of that comes down to just that extra strain, that extra, you know, effort. And Pittman said he felt like they played better last week than they did this week on the offensive line. But there's no question when you get into, you know, some of these BYU and you get into some of these SEC games, all that little extra effort, it goes a long way. Uh, but, again, it's not all on the offensive line. I thought they had trouble running the ball to the right side and uh, unless they were running with K.J., and that's obviously a big part of this offense is K.J. running. I think it's clear that they wanted to get out of the game not running K.J. if if possible at all. But at, at a point, you know, you just realize, like, if we want to get this first down, we got to run KJ. KJ is just kind of an X factor being able to do that and pick up yardage that way. So, uh, but running to the left, I thought they had a pretty good bit of success. I mean, they ran for 172 yards. Uh, I thought it was encouraging the way they ended the game. And I talked about Rashad DeBinion not hitting the hole earlier, but the last drive, I, I absolutely felt like he got the message, whatever that was sent to him, and and did hit the hole better. But yeah, offensive line has got to got to play better than they did on Saturday and. Uh, they can improve. They are, again, you know, I'm not a big fan of rotating offensive linemen around, but I don't think that that's their long-term plan either. And Pittman has kind of said as much with, you know, they want to give a lot of different looks. And, you know, part of it, too, you got an offensive coordinator, a new a new offensive coordinator. And, um, you know, that's, that's probably part of it, too. But, you know, these are just – none of these are, like, things that we want to be talking about after a game against Kent State. We want to be talking about how – how they just destroyed him, right? You know, and I'm not like giving excuses or reasons for why I think these things happen. I'm just saying these are the things that that happened and that they have going on, and they've got to get fixed before this game Saturday, and especially before this four game stretch that's all on the road. Did you get my text that I was warning you to ask Coach Pittman? Maybe you didn't understand what I was asking or saying. Hmm. Um, I did get the text, Randy. I just kind of kind of blew it off. Sorry, that was me. Somebody's about to back into me. Just, just, um, I just blew, you just blew you know, it off. No, I didn't blow it off. But, uh, you know, it, the mic came to me and Kyle goes, last question. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> I thought Sorry it was a great. That. Somebody I, was literally about to rear in, uh, ran in, run into me. I just thought it was a great question, but that's okay. Uh, we got to step aside for a moment. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Darren, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for Trey? Well, it's not necessarily for Trey, but uh, I, I'm going to assume that Trey will probably have an opinion on it, but um, probably not the same one that I have. But, um, you know, when, when Pittman was hired, obviously everybody remembers uh, the, the pit of despair that we were in, no pun intended, uh, after going 2-10 and 10 for consecutive years. We, nobody has forgotten about that. Um and Pittman done a pretty good job of heaving the program up out of that, that situation, right? I mean, probably about as good as, as anybody that they could have hired, specifically of anybody they could hire. Um, I mean, basically nobody wanted the job at the time. Um, that right. being said, it is year four. Um, the, and to correct Steve, uh, I'm not necessarily correcting him, but 
I'm going to disagree with Steve. I didn't hear anybody all fall camp and, you know, leading up to the season talking about how physical the offensive line was or how spectacular they were. Matter of fact, what I heard was silence about the offensive line. And that right there is what kind of threw the first red flag for me personally is, is I'm thinking, well, I hear about, you know, transfer receivers making plays. I hear about, you know, how fast the defensive line and it is, how, how deep they are. Uh, you know, the freshman linebackers coming in, making moves, transfer linebackers. We already knew what we had at quarterback and running back. I mean, a well-established stable in both of those regards. I didn't hear anything out of the offensive line. And come to find out, that was for good reason. The offensive line is a joke. The offensive line, having nine offensive linemen, or even seven for that matter, is kind of like having two quarterbacks. If you've got two, you've got none. Okay? And so for Pittman to still be playing musical chairs in year four on his, on his offensive line and to put up the half of football that he get, uh, did against Kent State and really even the, the full game of uh, Western Carolina to have the lack of uh, – rushing production that he's had is quite terrible so this comes back to well you know that's Pittman's calling card okay that's when when he was brought in everybody everybody on this station everybody on every station every show well at least we won't have to worry about you know no more 260 pound linemen anymore we won't have to worry about that anymore well apparently we do so is it because Pittman can't do both or is it because the man that Pittman has hired is really, uh, I can't say the word that I want to on air, but really he's just a teacher's pet and a placeholder, and he really hasn't done his job. And I'll say this, Danny wants to talk about how good the recruiting rankings are, have been across the offensive line, and that's fine. But go ask Texas A&M how many games they've won based off of recruiting rankings. It's none. Okay, so I don't care how good you've recruited. It's about the product that you put on the field. And right now, that's quite awful as far as the offensive line production goes. Okay, and well, so, we, let, my, we, we hear you. We hear you. Right. Why don't we let thank, Trey respond? Yeah, to thank, that. thank, thank you, you, Darren. That's a that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with him maybe as much as he thinks. I probably wouldn't use words like joke or you know some, some of the uh, extremes of it. I'm still you know kind of in wait and see mode. I, I agree with him in the fact that you know you're rotating all these offensive linemen. Um, that's certainly not what we want to see in week two. At the same time, it's Kent State, and, you know, I, I think we're probably not going to see that moving forward. I think we're pro- not just with the offensive line, but with players all around. Um, but he's right. You know, nobody was talking about this offensive line being, you know, this and that. There's a lot of newness out there, and it's a new offense. But, yeah, I think. I would agree that we would all expect Sam Pittman, I mean, the reason that he was brought in, not the reason, but one of the intriguing things about bringing him in was, okay, well, you know, Arkansas is in a rough spot, but this guy can coach offensive line. Offensive line has been a problem. And the offensive line has been good. I don't know if I would say they were good last year. They were pretty average at best, struggled in some short-yarded stuff. Um, But I'm not ready to just, like, slam the door on him and say, like, this offensive line is a joke and the whole thing is a joke. Um, They're not as far along as you'd like to see them right now. We'll see how things go these next couple weeks. But it's – I don't know that anybody should be, like, slapping each other on the rear end and saying, way to go right now. Trey, Trey, in the coaching ranks, and this started, I don't know how many years ago, 
I mean, if, if you were a left guard and a left tackle, you were a left guard and you were a left tackle. And they started interchanging these guys so they have depth where these guys can play every position. And I, I kind of I, I like when it was you're the left guard. By George, you're the left guard, and you got to be the left, best left guard you can be. Yeah, you're talking about when they have to sub somebody in or something? When, 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 and practice. You know, one week you're playing this position, next week you're playing this position. That's just a fall camp, not during the season. But, but you can only get better yeah. if you're at the same spot all the time to me. Well, they haven't moved them much, Ray. I mean, the only reason they really moved things around is because, you know, they had they had Brady Latham go down. And so the next best option is Takias Crawford. But Takias is very much comfortable playing right guard and Joshua Braun play had played left guard at Florida and is comfortable playing both sides. So it made sense for them to move Braun to left guard and move Takias Crawford in at right guard where he's more comfortable and then um you know you you also had Devon Manuel out and so you know you had Chambly move in there. But I don't I don't know that they've like shuffled the guys around um you know in practice. Okay. They've all pretty much played, you know, just the one spot. Let's talk with uh, Savage. Savage, good afternoon. You have a question to comment for Trey? Yes, sir. And I'm gonna kind of just tap into my inner Rick Schaefer. Uh, last time I, <laughs> last time I checked, Texas A&M, LSU, Alabama, they got a loss right now. We don't. And You're right. So that's that's my two cents on that. I'm not gonna go into the offensive line. Now, you're ta- you're, ta- you're tapping into your inner Houston nut because that would that was a Houston Houston nut would say. <laughs> Half the teams in America would change, <laughs> would trade places with us today. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, and we're all calling in. I'm one of them. I've called several shows. I'm not happy with what I'm seeing at the offensive line. It is what it is. It hopefully it fixes itself. But if you already talked about it, I'm sorry. I want to see more out of Satania. You know, this kid is on special teams. Yeah, I, he's, got I agree. he's got all the speed, and just want to see more out of it. Uh, I know. You know, it's mm-hmm. two games in. We're getting little sample sizes of this. You know. But what's your thoughts on Satanian? I'll get off the guys. You have a good day. He's electrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I asked Sam Pittman about him today. He didn't get mad with me. He was fine. <laughs> we, we had a good conversation about it. Uh, but Satania only played 11 snaps. And we can see on special teams, you know, how explosive he is and how shifty he is. And I've seen it in practice. I mean, the guy is, when he gets the ball in his hands, he can do something with it. And, you know, that's not to slight Jaden Wilson. Jaden Wilson had a really nice play in the opener. He had a nice catch yesterday, or excuse me, Saturday. Uh, he also had some mistakes in the game. Uh, and Pittman's right. You know, you do some stuff, you know, in the, in the screen game where you need blockers and stuff, and Satania's not going to be a very good blocker. He's just not very big. Uh, but he could also be the guy that catches those screen passes, those mm-hmm. bubble screens and tunnel screens, and turns them into a big play. In fact, I thought – we would see that a lot more. Now, we've seen throws over the middle. People always ask, like, are we going to see more throws over the middle and stuff? Uh, we absolutely have seen that, but we have not seen the bubble screens, the tunnel screens at the rate that I thought we would based on how much they practiced it. And I think I think they could have some things in store for Satania moving forward and just haven't really implemented it fully yet. Dre, I will give, I you, I will give you my quick synopsis. Until they improve the snap okay. coming from the center to the quarterback, Nothing yep, is going to work question. smoothly. Nothing will work smoothly. Yep. End of story. And it's been happening at the goal line, too, Randy. Yep. It's been Everywhere happening at the goal line. it's been happening. All right, Trey, we'll talk with you tomorrow.